Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had taken his bodybuilding as far as he could. After winning a record seventh Mr. Olympia title, he retired. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. As a child, her ambition was to become a dancer. As good fortune would have it, she became a princess instead. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press a button. See, you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Let me ask you something. Somebody said it like this. Life is an accumulation of sorrows. That's kind of a bummer. Now, I I would like to think life is also an accumulation of joyous things, too. But among the sorrows come disappointments. Things that you expect are going to happen, like you think there's a new job on the horizon and it doesn't come around. or You know what I mean? Yes. But they, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a small thing. And those are almost even worse because you feel really uh, selfish and, and little yeah. by feeling slighted by something that's minor. I know. But it happens to me all the time. It's I'm, a, I'm, freak, I'm constantly disappointed. Well, the microphone that we're speaking on right now, I was going to go and purchase. But then I noticed that um, Father's Day was coming up. And I started talking about this microphone I was going to buy a lot, and God bless him, my son noticed that. And on almost the very day I was going to go out and buy the microphone, one arrives from Amazon, and it's from him, and it's the one we're using right now. Very nice. So that exceeded uh, any expectations I had. So that's good. So you dropped hints... I didn't, I didn't even think I was giving a hint. I was just very excited about the idea of getting this microphone. I wasn't... But you didn't know you were getting it. No, but as soon as it arrived, I knew what it was because right. that, that's how he, he... He's always paying attention to things like that. That's good. That's, that is as, rare in a man. As is my wife. I know it is. I'm not good at it. Uh, <laughs> one time, he and I, my son Chris and I, who sometimes produces this podcast, but he's not around today... He and I went on a video shoot, and during the break, uh, you know, at the half day, you, you're obligated. And I hate doing this because I just soon work all day. But uh, the crew wants to have lunch, or they want to eat, or they want to rest for an hour, or whatever. So, so we accede to that, and we go to this crummy restaurant. It's got Chinese food in it. Uh, and when and when you're sur- when you're eating Chinese food at a buffet, it's usually not very good yeah. or good for you, but. This was where we were eating, so there you go. All right. So I'm looking around, and I see this guy who's a who, who's a younger-looking guy, but he's probably in his late 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. longish hair. He's carrying a little boy around with him, like a two-year-old, and, and pretty soon we become aware that, oh, he's got his entire family with him, including his mom and maybe his grandma is with him, too. How lovely. You would think so. So they're all at the Chinese food buffet. Yeah. Nice. And he's, But he's wearing a t-shirt that I can't quite believe at first. And it's got, <laughs> on the back of it, 
I should say on the front of it is the name of a very well-known um, heavy metal band. And on the back of it... Can you say the name of the heavy metal band? I could say it, it if matter? I could remember oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Doesn't it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It's one of those. All right. Megadeth, the ACDC, that Got kind it. of thing. So, <laughs> so, so that, the name of the band is on the shirt. That's fine. But on the back of the shirt, it says, I like to... I like to drink, yeah. rock, yeah. and frick. <laughs> but it isn't the frick word. It's the other word. Oh, that no. That we substitute for. Really? Yeah. The real F word yeah. emblazoned and he, on a t-shirt. And he's happily wearing it around the restaurant. He's got his mom and his grandma with him and his wife and, <laughs> and his, his little child. boy. His little, nice. I just said, man, come on, man. What plan? I'm not a prude, but come on. You don't pick the... Let's see. What should I wear today? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be going out This to is eat. my favorite shirt. Hmm, I think I'll wear this. After all, this is what I wore at the wedding <laughs> and at my son's birth. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! It's yeah, just... that is pretty tasteless. So, so do you? Um, what What is a, a disappointment for you? God, where do you want me to start? I mean, I know, but it, it, name a small one, like that you were expecting to get it's... a present from somebody or something, and it just fell short of your expectations. I know, and that's what I feel bad about because we shouldn't expect presents. We shouldn't expect to have gifts, and 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 this rings in my head every time I feel disappointed by a gift that just doesn't fit me or yeah. I, then, then, then you shouldn't complain because there's lots of people who don't get gifts and that's how I feel about it. So I don't say anything, but the one that comes to mind, um, that really shocked me was when I was married a hundred years ago, you didn't know you were married. No, I was married. You said it shocked you. No, so. this is when this oh, is, oh. this is an incident that shocked me when I was married. I see. A hundred years ago, and oh gosh, it must have been in the 80s, mid-80s, and I had discovered The Sound of Music, as you know, one of my favorite films. I know, you still love it. Still love that movie. Still love the soundtrack. I know every song and can sing every song. And I wanted the soundtrack of The Sound of Music. And I dropped many, many hints to my husband at the time. Now, wait a minute. Was this the husband that... For your birthday or something, bought you an ironing board. Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. Which story would you like me to tell? You want me to tell the ironing board story? No, no. I, I guess I just spilled the beans on that one. But I, that was one I remembered. Well, the ironing board. Now, see, this is interesting because I think he was trying to pick up hints because I was ironing my shirt. I worked at a bank. And I was ironing my shirt on a towel on the kitchen counter. And I was probably bitching about it or something. And he thought, ding, 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 I know. I'll get her an ironing board. That'll make her happy. <laughs> yeah, rather so, than say, hey, here's a gift certificate. You can go have your ironing done at a see, cleaner's. Yeah. yeah. See, he just wasn't quite thinking. But never mind. Well, part of the problem was he was drunk most of the time. Drunk. 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 Wait a minute. Let me back up for a minute. So you say he was drunk most of the time. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I couldn't hear you through your goblet. Uh, so, so was he? Did you see it? I mean, did you go into this wedding with your eyes wide oh, open? Oh no, I don't even want to talk about that. Okay, I don't. No, want, I don't I, mean to pry. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about. Alcohol is, I didn't know. I seriously did not know. I didn't have any of it in my family. I'd never met anybody like that. I figured, what, now see, you're getting me to talk about it. No. I figured once we were married, all that would stop. How, 
But no, you said completely naive. But you said when you before you got married, you had no knowledge of it, and that. But now you're saying, but I thought when I got married, it would stop. Right. I didn't know that people couldn't just stop. Oh, but so, but before you were married, and again, you don't want to talk about this. Before you, you did get married. You did notice that oh, he was drunk a lot. Well, we always partied. We were yeah. party, party people. Yeah. And a lot of young people You know, are. so yeah. we were, yeah. We were in yeah. our, you know, 20, 21, 22, and okay. that was just the way it was. But I thought we'd get married, and okay, now it's now there's, now it's serious. We have to save for a house. We're going to try to have babies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I didn't realize that's not how it worked when you have a problem. So do you think? Hang on, his, I got to take another sip of my wine. Okay. Do you think his adult uh, consciousness might have contributed to the fact that he he would think of things like getting you an ironing board for your birthday instead no. of getting you a piece of jewelry or some flowers even or some chocolates? You know, I cannot ever remember a time that he bought me a piece of jewelry except for my wedding ring. Well, or chocolate. Nice of him to step up then. No. Yeah. So let me tell you about the other gift he got me. By the way, where is that wedding ring? <laughs> oh, I sold that a long time. You did, ago. okay. Hey, did you notice this? Yeah, that I was. I did notice that you're wearing a ring and a very nice one. It's an engagement ring. It is. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? I am. You are. Got. I got engaged to George Clooney. No, oh, come on. Yeah, he listened to the podcast. And really? Yeah, he's... I didn't think he was he, the Marian kind. He... Neither did I, but he apparently just... I'm kidding. It's just... It's not... It's nothing. Oh, I was just hoping you would notice it all. You haven't said anything. Well, I... I Most my people eye, look at your hand and go, oh, Is that an engagement ring? But you're just like... Now, if my wife was here or... She would have noticed your girlfriends, it. they would have noticed Yes. It. There's no story associated with that No, ring? I was just going to just... I would just... I have been wearing it pretending I'm engaged to George Clooney. Okay. Will you just go with that? Well, I'll go with it, but at some point, you're, we're going to want to know when is the wedding day. <laughs> well, it's one of those long engagements. All right. All right, so back to my... You know what? So I that's going to be another I think he's all wrong for you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Well, that's you, and guess what? I don't care what you think. The man I thought was perfect for you, unfortunately, is not alive anymore. And of course, great. I'm speaking about the late, great Marty Feldman. <laughs> No, no. So anyway, so so your husband of the of the yesteryear gives you, it's your birthday. Is it no, coming no, up no, or no, your no. anniversary? So it's, it's Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas, okay. Christmas is coming, and so right. there's lots of gifts under the tree, <clears throat> and I have I have dropped many hints. And this was back before CDs were invented, so you had cassette tapes of all your favorite music. They did. I don't remember. I remember my grandparents talking about that. <laughs> so among the gifts and in the, the days leading up to Christmas, he'd hold up this little uh, package shaped like a cassette, and he'd shake it at me, and he goes, I bet you can't guess what this is. And I'd be like, and you're, th- and you're thinking, oh, boy, sound of music, sound of music, sound of music, sound music soundtrack. soundtrack. This guy is paying attention. And he just kept kept it up, kept it up. And we get to the morning, get to the day. I just, I still can't ex- explain how incredibly crestfallen and disappointed I was. So it was not the sound of music soundtrack. No, so I, so I get it and I'm, I open up, the, oh, I'm opening it. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, ACDC tape. An ACDC tape. It's an ACDC tape. Meaning you could play it from either a battery operated device or plug it into the wall. ACDC tape. He's like, do you like it? 
I don't like it. This is stupid. <laughs> he got you what, what he wanted. How many times did he see you sitting around so listening to ACDC? <laughs> it was so upsetting. I, I can't even tell you. And I know it's such a little thing. This is this is why I'm saying it feels really bad to be feel so bitter about it. But it was like, <laughs> really? You don't even know me. You don't even know well, me. Well, that, that's why it is important. And because I think it was an indicator. I think that's a good. That's a great. That's a good indicator of a great gift. A great gift. Is, is something that even if you thought was the stupidest thing on earth, like maybe maybe they, they were goat mufflers. I don't know. Maybe you think goat mufflers are stupid. You guessed what I was going <laughs> to give you. But that, that you know what I'm I mean, saying? That's, that's exactly why you, you pay attention to people and you don't get them what you want them to have. You get them what they want to have, right? You don't get I, them I what you think they need. You give them what they want. Right. Necessarily. No, and sometimes no, it could be the same thing. It could be the same thing. But my point is don't get, don't, I get, I get like these, these, like, I can't wait to show you the stupid rock I got from somebody. It's a stupid rock. Like a rock. I'll show it to you when we go get it, when we, I'm going to show, I'll go get it on our break. I have a t-shirt with that word on it. And I'm going to show it to you and, and, and it's, and it's, and it's just them looking at it going, hey, that sure looks like a pretty rock. I think I'll buy it for Lisa. Like a rock. No, I don't want that rock. That's a stupid rock. I don't want it. What kind of rock do you want? Like I'll, the one on your finger yeah, probably right from now. from George. Oh, I forgot to tell you that after my son saw the guy with the <laughs> I love to, to party rock, drink, to, and frick. Yeah, and frick. Mm -hmm. So a couple months go by. Father's Day comes along. <laughs> I open up. This gift from my son, and what do you know? He's he found the T-shirt online. That ordered same T-shirt. Yeah, the same one. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was now, really do great. You, do you wear it? I wear it around the house just as a is a gag. Good. Now, now that I've got uh, a grandchild that is getting close oh, to where she's able to read, I don't think I can re yeah. wear it around anymore. Right, uh, and you have to be careful if you dash out of the house. Exactly. I'm afraid I'm going to wear it. Oh, I'm going to run down the store to get some <laughs> eggs. I'll be right back. And I go walking into Seven Eleven with this thing. It's a anyway. Nice. It's a different. It's a different world. We have, uh, as you know, we have two dogs, and we they we have enough property that our dogs go do their duty, their duty duty mm -hmm. out in, uh, in the, the lawn woods. the lawn areas and the fields around our house. Mm -hmm. Do you go pick that up every day? Yeah. Well, not every day, but that's good. We get out and we pick it up, and we have a little thing called a disposable thing that sits down in the ground that I had to dig. It's, and, like, it's like a doggy duty, um, yeah, like that, a, that and, I, and it decomposes. And, yes, yeah, I have yes. one of those. And you put a product in yeah, it yeah, and yeah. it breaks it down. Enzymes and, and yeah. It's absolutely thoroughly and totally disgusting, however. It is? Oh, well, yes. Doesn't that stuff eat it up? Isn't that the point of it? Well, I... Uh, Do you man, hope? Whatever species or whatever living organism it is that uh, is, uh, is asked... By, by the creator. This is this the food. Job? This is the food you will eat your entire life. Enjoy, my friend. Do you ever worry that you're going to come back as that creature? Oh, I do worry about that. I, somebody's got to come back like that. that. That's it. You better watch your p's and q's then. You know, you got all these choices. I could, I could be an elephant. I could be a frog. I could be a human. I could be anything. Or I could be that little amoeba, whatever it is, bacterium that eats 
Bad. Delicious. <laughs> Thank God most insects don't live that long. Why would they want to? But um, we have this bucket that we use to, to put the stuff in that we will call, we call it the shit bucket. Okay? <laughs> okay. Well, it's I mean, that, that's what it is. Sure. Maybe I should. Um, I might uh, delete that word. But, okay. But that's what it is. It's, you can beep it like you yeah, have to whenever. I probably I, will. Yeah. Probably will, okay. because we're trying to, this podcast is now that I'm remembering it, it's getting out a little farther, right? Uh, and it's being carried in some other venues, so yeah, I'll, I'll beep, I'll have beep that Okay, word. and we'll know what it means. It's, yes. It's the poo-poo bucket. So we start calling it that, and I forget, you know, that it, it, we, you, it's, once you start calling something something, it becomes so casual that you never really think about it, and, and realize there are maybe younger ears around, or somebody else that you wouldn't want to say it in front of, and so... So it came to pass that my like two and a half, three year old granddaughter heard me referring to the blank bucket <laughs> like that. And uh, so pretty soon she goes, Hey, Grandpa, hey, just go use the ant bucket. Uh, uh, then to my horror, I realized, oh, Okay, no, no, we don't call it that. Ant bucket. And, and the more I tried to admonish her, the more she would say it. Oh. And then it was getting to be a game. Then it was oh. fun. <laughs> Something. Grandpa doesn't want me to say that. Yeah, and so that was the mistake. Oh. I should have just brushed it off. Yeah. So, of course, now she was saying it freely uh, <laughs> as her parents came to pick up their precious little one. <laughs> Gee, Grandpa, we're going to want to bring her over a lot. Thanks. Nice. You're welcome. You know, uh, it is hard to believe that 50 years have gone by oh my since that dog barked. Hang on. Well, I don't know. Is there a reason they would be barking? Is there someone in your driveway? Yeah, a leaf may have fallen from a tree. <laughs> um, you know, there's a bird that should, flew by. Should I go look? No, no, because what happens is people walk by okay. the house, and I think Elliot. And just yeah, and you can just keep walking too. And Elliot was just. Uh, All right. He was. He was guarding the house. I mean, in a way, it is kind of good that a dog barks. Our dogs bark it like crazy. It is not good. No, I but I mean, they'll awful. tell you if there's somebody creeping around. Isn't that good? Well, how often are people creeping around? Nobody's ever creeping around my house. Well, they might be. No. If they did, If there was not a reason that they would be observed or heard, I don't think your dog is, is a alarm system. Yeah, she does this all day long. That bar -ar -ar thing. So are you disappointed that she's barking and there's no murderer there? <laughs> no, I just... Yeah, exactly. Because maybe she'll be right someday. Well, that's true. You never know. Uh, so uh, we're talk about talking about Marilyn Monroe. Here is, um, uh, perhaps almost uniquely, I guess you could, you could point to Elvis maybe as another iconic person that long after their death, they still seem as present and as relevant and is uh, as interesting and as appealing and as charismatic as they did when they were alive. Oh, incredible! Yeah, what, what is it about someone that makes it endure? There's, it has no signs of abating after all these years. You know, you get your all your teen stars and all the boy bands and all the things, and people come and go and come and go. They're up, they're down, they're they're relevant today, they're hot today, they're gone tomorrow. But Marilyn Monroe stays right in. Front and center in the public and eye. And it's been 50 years, 50 years since she passed at age 36. And I guess... So that means she would be 86 I know. Now. I oh know. Oh, my God. That's hard to believe. And, and I think part of it is... I would not wish her dead. 
and I don't. But in a way, she can't be 86. What do you mean? I, I just, I'm not going to say this well, but Marilyn Monroe at 86. Isn't Marilyn Monroe. It's just not Marilyn Monroe. Right. And she would not be uh, as revered and famous, I don't think, if she had lived, no, long, lived exactly. longer. No, exactly. I so. mean, don't you think that's part of the appeal is, yeah. is that yeah. she's frozen in time? Yeah. She's frozen in time, and, yeah. and she was at the height of her career, and uh, and still, <clears throat> the mystery surrounding her death, was it suicide, <clears throat> was it a conspiracy, uh, I think that sort of lends itself to keeping her, sort of, the public's fascinated by her and her story, and, and let's not just forget the, ob- don't forget the obvious, is that she's beautiful. Oh, she was okay. She's, she's gorgeous. You she's, know what I thought was so beautiful about her? Hmm. She... Uh, had a big butt. She, uh, I mean, she was round and fleshy and zoftig. Well, you know, I, I, that, that was she, that was considered and and rightfully so sexy. Yes, absolutely. And then until people, women decided they had to stop eating and look like sticks. But, right. But that, she was a size uh, 12, 14, hmm. which was, which is in, in which is this, my size, which is in this day and age is considered a plus size. And in her day and age was considered sexy. And, and Jane Mansfield, another that mm-hmm. was not as famous, but, but built similarly. Hello. Yes, this is Jane, baby. You want what? A girl like me? What do I want? I want a man that moves. I want a man that grooves with long black hair. Rainy Van Doren. And they, right. They just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah, just juicy and ripe. And yeah. yeah. Oh, baby, then. My, my favorite Marilyn Monroe movie, which I used to share uh, watching this with my mother, who's, who's been I know what it is. For, for ages, and it's one of my favorite movies. I know what it is. I know Can I guess? Yeah. Uh, Some Like It Hot. Yes. God, it took me a while. And I have to say, uh, she introduced me to that movie when I was probably 18 or 19, at, at a time when that wouldn't have appealed to me. It's in black and white. It's yes. an old movie. Tony yeah. Curtis, uh, Jack Lemmon, Marilyn Tony Monroe. Curtis is doing that good, that silly and, Cary Grant voice throughout the movie. Very. It's one of the most entertaining films I've ever seen. It's It holds up so well mm-hmm. today. Yeah. It's one of the top comedies, I believe, in the AFI, on yeah. the AFI list. Yeah. If you haven't seen Some Like It Hot, do yourself a favor and just rent it some night. What was that? Uh, something my phone was doing something. I don't know. It is just, I, I, I never get tired of it. <clears throat> and she, in that movie, <laughs> it wears some of the most amazing dresses that, what I was getting to was that you just look at this lushness of her and she's a very sexy girl in oh, this yeah. movie very oh, yeah. sexy girl but, and but those same... clothes back then too that was really racy what yeah, she was wearing it was and and uh and and while she was do you hear that jesus that's <laughs> your dog drinking sounds like why don't did, we just go ahead and put a toilet here I in did, the room i did Ellie. notice that's the first place he went to when he got yeah. here it was right to the toilets yeah, and you know what? The other thing about him drinking out of the toilet is he's not that discerning, you know? Okay. I, so you yeah, got to make sure right, that you right, right. regularly pull the yeah, handle got it, on it. Yeah, got it, got uh, it. Good. I, I'm glad you did because <laughs> <laughs> that was as far as I was going to go you. with it. Uh, I don't even know why I went that far. So what was your favorite Marilyn Monroe movie? Well, that would have to be it. Seven Year Itch is... But I don't just consider that a Marilyn Monroe movie. That's just one of my favorite movies, period. Yes. Even though I couldn't think yes, of the name I of agree. it. Yes, I agree. 
a moment ago. Uh, I I like the seven-year itch. Did you just say that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? She's one of those stars that it doesn't matter what it is. You, you want to watch it if she's in it. If I was, if I saw a movie and I didn't know what it was, but Marilyn Monroe was in it, I'm going to watch it. And there are some stars today that I feel that way about. Um, uh, I, I I was going to say Meryl Streep, probably. Oh, I agree with you there. But yeah. but uh, I will uh, watch anything. She's I'll watch in. anything Denzel is in. Yes. Um, and maybe maybe Harrison Ford and, and Hoff, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman uh, sure hasn't been in anything lately. Well, What's happened no. to him? He was in an HBO series about horse racing. Oh, called, that was called panned. Luck. Yeah, it was, it was panned, panned and, and, and it was the, awful. Then there was a horse that was killed during the shooting. Oh, no. Somehow, by accident. So, yeah, that went away quick. Uh, anyway. Robert Redford is the only other actor. I've been actually catching up on a lot of Robert Redford movies. Uh, I don't know why. Do you ever get into kind of this... Um, you get kind of obsessed with something. Yes. And I've been watching all these old Robert Redford movies. I just watched Three Days of the Condor last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, how many times have I seen The Sting and Butch Cassidy and yeah. The Sundance Kid? And Oh, no. I just dropped my Did phone. Did you fall on. down? No, I dropped my phone. <laughs> so Robert Redford's another one I would watch. Anything he is in, I would watch. He is absolutely, I think, one of the sexiest men I have ever laid eyes on. Even though I'm enga- I am engaged to George Clooney. Yeah. I and think it, that and it's not like this is chopped liver sitting on the other side of this <laughs> microphone. Yeah, well, you're taken, so I gotta. Uh, I'm stuck with George Clooney. Hey, but you touched on something about. I guess you'd call it. I hate the, the expression "guilty pleasures," but uh, that might be one. These movies that you like, or these stars that you like, and you know this about me. Uh, I, I, no, I don't even know anybody else that shares this with me I, that makes me feel very lonely but I don't care I'm sure I there's like, somebody out there that shares whatever sick thing you're about to share with us I like crappy old TV shows black like, like, black and white uh, I've watched stuff like The Rifleman that's not a crappy show though well, I don't think those so those were big shows back then they were but why right? am I watching them now oh oh you're watching them again yes do you, you're still watching The Twilight Zone, too, because well, that's a classic. Yeah, I like The Twilight I don't think Zone that's crappy. I... When you say crappy old shows, I'm thinking you're going to say, you know, um, you're watching uh, old shows of Green Acres, or I no, Dream I don't of watch Genie, that. Or, or, you know, My Mother the Car. Well, you all may think my story is more fiction than it's fact, but believe it or not, my mother dear decided she'd come back. As a car. See, I don't like those old comedies. I like stuff like old West The Rifleman. To me, I don't know if you ever saw that, but uh, no, I, I'm <laughs> not. A, I'm not a Western. No, you wouldn't. Like... As a woman, you wouldn't be. As a girl, but the, that show was kind of lovely in a way because he plays Chuck Connors plays this guy named Lucas McCain who's got this really fancy rifle, uh, and somebody said that that's historically inaccurate because. That kind of a rifle didn't exist at the oh, time. Why do people yeah, I don't be know. so picky? They got, they got Whatever. Picky, picky, picky. So on one hand, he's always shooting his gun, defending himself and his property. Uh, but he's also at the same time trying to teach his kid uh, some lessons. And they are almost always there's a little lump in the throat moment uh, near the end of the of the show that's a, yeah, that, that, that kind of taught a nice lesson. Maybe it's an old-fashioned lesson. But it, uh, so it wasn't just 
pure entertainment, there was there seemed to be a point to that show, and I liked it. The other guilty pleasure I have. How long was it on? How long was it on? I don't know, five years maybe. Uh oh, your Uh-oh. Do- your dog is trying to get married to my dog. <laughs> uh, and Daisy's. Never mind. I don't even want to go there. Yeah. Uh, Felix the Cat is another Yes, thing. I know. You're a big fan of that. A, a, a fan because it is such a lousy cartoon. Felix the Cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Felix the Cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. You laugh so much, your sides will ache. Your heart will go fit a pad. Watch and Felix the wonderful cat. And the, the pure lousiness of it is what I liked about it. Why do you say that? Well, it just was. It just uh, it was cheap, kind of cheap. Animation yeah. wasn't really good, and the voices weren't very yeah, good. Yeah, that's very I mean, true. Felix's voice is just a falsetto voice. Right, right. Oh, oh watch <laughs> out, Professor! Who can't do that voice? You know, I don't. Yeah. I don't see a man holding out on his do contract. Do you know who who did the voice of Felix? I believe the uh, the animator himself did the voice for a while. I'm not really sure. Hmm. Uh, the other voices were like the, the bad guy was named Rock Bottom, right? And they was just a big dog. And then, the, <laughs> then there was this mad little professor. I'm going to get you, Felix. <laughs> so the, the the cheapness of the voices in the animation had a strange kind of perverse appeal to me, and I I, I still kind of like. Do you still watch them? Well, I no, not really. But yeah. I I have a lot of paraphernalia. As you I know, know you do. Yeah. I know you do. That's a sickness right there. No, I think that's cool. I, I like um, some of the old car. I don't watch new cartoons at all, <clears throat> and and I'm not even talking about the old classics like Bugs Bunny and all of those. But I like remember Fractured Fairy Tales. Oh yeah. The, one of my favorite. Whoever those voices and the animators. And I think June Fournay was was part of that. And Foray, Ro- yeah. Foray and, and Rocky and Bullwinkle and all of yeah. those and, and Peabody and yeah. those that. Those classic cartoons are my favorite. And you know you can watch episodes yes. of Fractured Fairy Tales on Netflix there was another, if you're really bored. There was another offshoot of that show. We, we should take a break here. Why do we have to take a break? We don't have to you take a break. You always say that. We could just keep yapping. Yeah, let's don't even take a break. No. So, um, because when we take a break, and then I have to dig out some one of those lame old fake commercials that I do. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Okay. And then, and then it'll be easier to produce. Uh, what was I going to so, say? So, fact, Fractured Fairy oh, Tales on there's, Netflix. there's a thing called, and I actually had to buy this, which is stupid, because you can get everything online now, or download it. It was called Fractured Flickers. Do you remember that show? Never heard of it. They took old, silent films, and they put new words or new plots Oh, to them, I love new that. Voices. It was fun. I love that. They, they still sort of hold up. All right. In a way. It's not bad. I'll bring it by next time I, I see I would like it. to see that. Yeah, you would. Fractured you, you Flickers. You may get bo- just absolutely bored out of your skull. Are they Fractured Flickers or Flicks? Flickers. Flickers, okay. Yeah, which is an old-fashioned word for what they used to call the movies. And you know what the other... <laughs> Here's the thing. That was me. Sorry. I put away all the squeaky toys before we started this, and your dogs have managed to ferret out every toy that was hidden in whatever crack of the house. Can I have that, please? Don't put it in your mouth. Pat, 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 don't put it in your mouth. That does not taste very good. We better take a break. My name is Lolita. And, uh, I'm not supposed to. With boys. He 
Here's a peculiar classic. There was a time years ago when I just assumed my daughter was going to become an attorney. She is not a lawyer yet, uh, but I think she'd be a pretty tough one. Hello, Dad. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm fine. Good. Dad, do you recall a statement you made last week wherein you said that you would take me to a matinee showing of The Lion King? I, uh... I may, I may have said something like that. You don't recall saying that you would take me to see The Lion King? Um, I, um... Would you like to take some time to refresh your memory on that? I think I did indicate that I would take you. Take me where, Dad? To see The Lion King. At this point, have you taken me to see The Lion King? No, I have not. When did you say you would take me to see that particular matinee? Um, I believe I said it would be as soon as I had a free afternoon. Have you had a free afternoon lately, Dad? No, I have not. You have not? No. You haven't had two hours to spare any afternoon this week? No. May I show you something that was found in your pants pocket yesterday? Can you identify this item? Um, <clears throat> it looks like a, a ticket stub. And what kind of ticket stub would you say this is? Um, from a movie theater, maybe? Is this a stub from a movie theater that you found time to attend this week? Yeah, I, you know, I forgot I did have a little time this week. So you uh, did have a free afternoon this week? Well, it was only a couple of hours was all. About the time it would take to see a matinee? Yes. What movie did you watch, Dad? It, it, it wasn't a kid's movie. It was... Uh, what movie did you watch, please? Wolf. What will you be doing this afternoon, Dad? I'll be getting in the car and taking you to see The Lion King. Will that include popcorn, ice cream, and a candy? Yes, it will. No further questions, Dad. This portion of Peculiar... This portion... This portion... Oh, come on! This portion of Peculiar Podcast is brought to you by Big Billy Billadoo's Hot as Hell Hot Sauce. Hotter than the hottest hot sauce you've ever had. So damn hot the sun couldn't handle it. Take one drop and your tongue will burst into flames. Big Billy Billadoo's Hot as Hell Hot Sauce. And try Big Billy's noisier-than-hell potato chips, smellier-than-hell Limburger fish sticks, and disgusting-as-hell pig's feet pie. So what I wanted to get to was, uh, do you remember the, um, the pop-up uh, uh, video, pop-up cinema, that was really big back oh. in the 90s? So, well, I'm not positive about that. I thought it's, it was called pop-up cinema, or I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Is it like the, the movies where they're where they're putting little factoids? Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that. Love those. Yeah. And I guess they're bringing them back. Yeah, uh, that's a really fun way to watch a movie. Like, wouldn't you like to watch uh, the, the Marilyn Monroe movie you talked about a moment ago? With the pop-ups. With pop-ups, yeah. little yeah. facts about, did you know that Marilyn yeah. Monroe was actually two days pregnant when she shot this? Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, but, I think they're brilliant. Yeah, it's fun. Hey, um, we just had Seafair Weekend. Uh, well, it's been a while now. And you were um, a big part of the, of the hosting duties of that. 
Um, a little bit. Okay, you but, were a little part of the hosting duties. But once again, if this comes up every year and people will not stop with it, and maybe they have the right to continue to make it an issue. But it is the issue of the Blue Angels. Are they just too noisy? We can't, and, 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 of course, other people object to them on, on more philosophical grounds, like it's a show of our uh, American hegemony and military show-offishness in the world, whatever, you know, all those things. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, I love the Blue Angels. It is so thrilling to watch those guys do what they do. They are amazing Amazingly skillful people, the, the pilots. <laughs> and now, now what? These dogs, I'm telling you, they gotta go. They gotta go. So that is a, a toy. Do you hear it screaming? <clears throat> it's an elephant noise. It's an it? elephant. Hey, mister. <laughs> Buddy, bring me that toy. Buddy. So, Buddy. I don't know how he keeps finding all of these toys. Buddy. Let me, let me see that. Oh, gosh. I just want people to be able to hear. It's really bad. I think he broke it. Yeah, it's not, it's not working anymore. Yeah. I think he did break it. I think he I broke know. it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Well, you know, that take it to the elephant graveyard. <laughs> that one ain't going to be trumpeting anymore. So what, so what do you think about the Blue Angels thing? All right, thing? well, first, you, I wanted to ask you this, and I should know this because I've worked with you on the air for about... 3,500 years, mm -hmm. have, did you ever go up in, you know how the media would always be invited to take a ride with, yep. um, with, the, with the Blue Angels, <clears throat> and that was always a big deal for, you know, anybody who yeah. is here on, on radio or TV is to be invited to do that. That's, yeah. that's very rare to, to be able to do that. Did you ever end yes, up doing I did. that? You did. Yeah. Did you throw up? Um, did you barf? Well, you know what? I, um, that was my biggest worry. Yeah, uh, I bet. But anybody, if you're ever asked, would you like to ride with the Blue I Angels? I don't think I could. But you, you got to. You I can't, can't do, pass it up. I would barf. Well, so what? They're, they're used to people barfing on Are there. they really? Yeah. That, see, that's the thing is I wouldn't want to be known as, oh, the girl, the little radio girl that barfed. Well, they give you some, they do give you some um, pointers on things to do so that you don't get sick. And they tell you, you know, what to eat. You think... I'm going to have uh, a <laughs> tuna have a, fish sandwich. Yeah, I'll have something like that. And then they say, no, 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 just have a light breakfast, a little <laughs> toast maybe and an egg. That's it. Yeah. So then you, you're taught how to do this maneuver that they call the hook maneuver. And so you almost literally say the word hook, hook, like that. So you're really, the idea of it is to push uh, the blood into your head because when you're, when you're, oh. when you're, uh, with the G-forces. I don't like that feeling. The blood from your head wants to go straight down to your feet. Yeah, I and don't that's like, what makes you pass I out. I don't like that feeling. Yeah. I'm not worried about passing out. I pass out all the time. I'm worried about barfing. Well, here's what happened. And I'm going to be honest with you, this maybe not be the best thing for a podcast, but I'll tell you. Uh, I tell people, and I was up for 45 minutes with you. Wow, guys. you're kidding. Yeah. They said, did you get sick? And I said, technically, no. You and here's the reason I say technically no, because I started oh, getting... Oh, God, I know exactly what you're going to say. You know say. what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you're going to yeah. say. It came right to the it gates. It doesn't matter it if... It came right to the gates. And then I got it back down <laughs> without, without it making an entrance. And therefore, and as soon as that happened, I felt instantly better. 
Well, who knew that was the secret? Yeah, who knew? Nobody oh. nobody had to know. All right, so back to the noise factor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> We're still they, talking about the Blue Angels? They are here, and they do, they have to practice, and they have to shut down the, the bridges. Yeah, and that the, part's you know, not good. There's no doubt All of that. these things. And <clears throat> I, I don't know what... You know, the noise thing, I guess, if it were tw- 10 hours straight of noise, that would sort of piss me off. But it, what is it? A couple of hours? Yeah. If that? Yeah, if that. And it's a big, it's a big thrilling show. I mean, I, I get some people, especially if they were flying over my neighborhood. But, man, I wish they were flying over yeah, my neighborhood. Yeah, you'd get a free show. I live so far out in the sticks, you'd think that would not even be germane. But we have seen them come out that far because they'll go... In that big of a swoop to come back and do their maneuvers and they meet yeah. up again. I, I just think it's terrific. And, and it only happens this time of year. It's not like you say. It's not like it's happening there every weekend. Yeah. But ah. people just like to complain about things. So. Hopefully. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hopefully they're over yeah. it by now. Hey, here's something I want to complain about a little bit. Good. I love it when you complain. That's not really a big complaint. But it is uh, that... Um, that I, there was an article in the New York, out of the New York Times, and it was published locally in the Seattle Times. Pianos seem to be something that nobody wants to relegate to anything but the city dump. Pianos, <clears throat> uh, and, yeah, and and they can be old pianos, they can be new pianos. It doesn't matter. Nobody wants them. The value of used pianos, especially the upright kind has really gone down in, in recent years. And so instead of selling them to a neighbor or giving them to a church or just passing them along, I'm trying my best to keep I know going you there. are. Come here. How, yeah. Come here. <laughs> where are you getting I this I don't know stuff? where they're finding all these God. people. <laughs> I picked them all up. Jeez, come on now. <laughs> all right. So I know, I, I saw this article actually in the yeah, Seattle Times you know online, and it intrigued me because I have a piano, we have a piano in our um, in my family that I'm going to actually get someday, and it just breaks And you my, want it, don't you? I do want yeah. it because my mother played it when I was a little girl, my go. grandmother played it. You play a little bit, don't you? I don't play at all. Oh, I'm yeah. not musically inclined but at all. But if you had a piano, would you be inclined to want to learn? No. Really? No, it would just be a, it would just be a decoration in my house. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. You have a piano in your house. We have a beautiful yeah. piano. That piano dates to 1881. Wow. And we got we got it years ago, and its antiquity is part of the appeal uh, of it to me. It's a really pretty piano. I love it. So, um, so it breaks my heart to know it in is. In fact, the, the best the the person the, the person or the the thing that plays that piano the best in the house is our cat. Really? Yeah, it walks up and down, and then once in a while, it'll have a pretty nice tune on that baby. Sometimes the cat will bring in the dog on cymbals. So it really kind of saddens me that, that these things are so devalued now that nobody wants to put up with them. They'll just as soon throw them away. And I guess it's because you can get a piano that never needs tuning, a digital electronic keyboard. Thing. Yeah, they're only a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. They sound good. They, they can sit in They're the, portable. Put them in your closet when you're not using it and that kind of thing. But to me, there are pieces of furniture that I say, okay, that, that ottoman, that can go to the dump. That mattress, yeah, it, it's all 
it's all messed up and lumpy. That can go to the dump. But and something about a piano is, is the people are dumping. It's too revere, reverential no, somehow. Nobody will take them. You can put them on. If you look up on Craigslist under free, I bet you'll find a number of piano. Free piano, free, and even churches apparently don't want them anymore. They've had enough. Don't give us your free pianos, and people, so people don't know what to do with them. And it, it is very sad that these that they're actually. This article talks about the pianos that are just being dumped at the dump. They're just being dumped, and they're and they're being smashed. This is sad. Use the don't, use the the wood for firewood. Yeah, and that's crazy. It's sad. The uh, so there's no value in old pianos. Don't anymore. you think? This is me, my opinion. But if you're going to, if you could only have one musical instrument on this planet, it would have to be the piano, wouldn't it? I would. Isn't that go, the most fundamental? I'd go with a tambourine. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man. Howard, have you seen tambourines on Craigslist? They're through the roof. <laughs> I'd never dump a tambourine. Yeah, that's, that's sort of sad, saddens me, I guess. And it's not that people are losing their interest in piano music. It's that they're losing their interest in that particular the, yeah. uh, piece of furniture. You they're, don't need a big piano anymore to create the music. No, and they're too expensive, and they, they weigh a million pounds. That's why you always see cartoons is if you want to kill somebody, you drop a piano on them. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to rethink this. Maybe so. They shouldn't be throwing them in the dump. Hey, I got something cool. Speaking of pianos, uh, this came this came out several years ago, and and then it ultimately got put onto CD. And this is the great American composer George Gershwin. Uh, somebody found these piano rolls someplace. Ooh, really? And so things like let's listen to a little Rhapsody in Blue, and and keep in mind this is not a recording of him playing Rhapsody in Blue. This it's a, it's a is the actual role. piano roll that was created when he played the piano. That's cool. That is cool. cool. And so that's the kind of piano that I have in my family. My aunt has our... That was my phone, our not, aunt, not the piano. My aunt has our upright player piano and all these old music rolls. Yeah. And they're really fascinating to, to look at them and how they work. And and you just slap one in and you hit go and away it plays. I it's know. really very cool. That's very cool. Oh, man. Are we seeing the demise of the piano? I guess we are. No, I don't think so. I think you made a point. It's it's the, the instruments now become more portable, more affordable. Sounds just as good. We're in, a, in an age of digital uh, music creation and digital audio manipulation and all of that. So pianos are tough and people don't want to haul them around when they move. So they try to give them away and nobody wants them. I get it, but I know, it's, makes it makes me sad. sad. I'm not going to get rid of my piano, but when I check out I'm wondering if my kids are going to work. Right, it's exactly. A, it's, it's a big piece of furniture. This right. is a grand, baby grand piano. Yeah. It hogs up a bit of real estate. Sure. Yeah. Here's something, a complete change of uh, subject, and then we'll, uh, we'll probably just strike the set. All right. You know, we had heard last year, this is an article out of the Financial Times, which is published in Britain, uh, a, name, a guy named Simon Cooper, and he, he makes a point that I thought I hadn't heard before, and I, I kind of liked it, and I wanted to see what you thought about it. He said, I recently discovered Twitter, and I went from being contemptuous to addicted to Twitter in about three days. But one thing still puzzles me about the world's 10th most popular website, and this was written back in March, so it may be... Have, have moved up the list. I'm gonna. That's my phone again. 
I like that honking thing. <clears throat> you can, you know, make any any little signal you want. Yeah. And it's the one I chose. Because that's not annoying at all. So at the time in <laughs> <laughs> the time in March that he wrote this, it was the world's tenth most popular website. I don't know what would be more popular: Facebook, obviously, sure, and Google, maybe link, LinkedIn, YouTube. some of those things. But he said the failed Moldovan rebellion of 2009 was probably the first one to be dubbed the Twitter Revolution. But since then, Twitter has been accredited with uh, launching the Iranian uprising, yes. the Arab Spring, yes. the London riots, and now it's prompting the African Union to hunt for the Ugandan warlord Joseph Kony after this anti-Kony propaganda film spread through the social media and was watched right. more than 100 million times. I remember that. So he said, I confidently predict that the next revolution anywhere on earth is going to be called the Twitter revolution. And he says, non-tweeting readers may have formed the impression that the Twitter sphere is devoted to summoning people all over the world to demonstrations in repressive capitals. But here's the point he makes. Mm -hmm. That sounds great, but in fact, trending items are not that. They're celebrity deaths. They're goals and football matches. Right. Or anything to do with Justin Bieber. And what's, yes. And what's true of Twitter appears true of computers in general. They are anti-revolutionary devices. They are anti-revolutionary devices, he says. The global addiction to computers is helping keep the world quiet and peaceful. Really? So he says social media do contribute to change, uh, but he thinks it's over-exaggerated. He said mo many young people today practically live with their screens, whether it be their computers or their And it's not just phones. young people. Right. It's not just young people. But especially them. They did this study doesn't matter who, they found that Americans aged 8 to 18 were spending nearly 8 hours a day on devices like computers and smartphones and TV. 8 hours total? 8 hours a day. Wow. And the study's authors were stunned because they hadn't realized anyone could pack that much screen time into a day. Wow. So his point is, and again this guy's name is Simon Cooper, writing in a financial newspaper, and this is the great point. He said, if you're watching a screen then you're probably not making revolution. The 300 million Chinese microbloggers are arguably the greatest anti-revolutionary force on earth. Where were they a year ago when the Communist Party was worrying about uprisings? They weren't uprising, they were in their bedrooms blogging. Some of them blogged about politics. That didn't change anything, didn't change much. He said, maybe we should be grateful to the screen. Some social scientists puzzling over the recent fall in violent crime in Western countries have formulated a theory that many potential criminals are too addicted to their screens to go knock off the liquor store. Hmm. He said, I don't know about if that. You, if you have any minutes left in your day, your screen day, come and make the revolution with me. So long story short, he's saying that it's not like everybody's on Twitter because we're going to overthrow this government or we're going to foment change in the world. No, Most people not aren't why, doing that at all. That's not, not why Twitter was created. <clears throat> Twitter, if you look at the top most followed people uh, or, or accounts on Twitter, Let's they're, take a they're nobody important, really, in terms of what you're talking about. Is it about uh, Mubarak or, or any of those other dictators that have been overthrown? No. Lady Gaga is the number, is, is the number, number one. one. Amazing. Then Justin Bieber, then Katy Perry. 27 million followers she has. Wow. Are you following her? No, I'm not following what her. What about Rihanna? 
Rihanna. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. And then look how far down. Barack Obama's only number six. Number six. He's only the president of the United States. Yeah, then we get back to uh, entertainers, Shakira and Taylor Taylor Swift. Swift And Kim Kardashian. Ugh. Oh, God. See, so this, I, I, I guess I need to read the article a little further yeah, but yeah, it sounds I, I was, like i was skipping around it in sounds it, but, like he's 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 uh, mocking or bashing or or, or i don't think he's doing or that something that wasn't ever intended to be something that was supposed to be revolutionary i think it's a byproduct if 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 it if it creates people um to think about things and band together and support a cause don't you think that's great yeah but his, it, his point is that every time one of these revolutions happens in these countries uh, it's dubbed the Twitter revolution. And he thinks that Twitter's but being given may, the credit. It may ha- may be, don't you think? I mean, I, can't, I don't learn about half the stuff um, I, I could but the, learn. But the point is that Twitter is not... If I didn't not, see it on Facebook, if I didn't see it on Twitter, yeah, if, if but, you... But you get if, the point, right? I guess... That, that Twitter's not about uh, overthrowing uh, evil governments no, and all of that. Not. It's not. So so to give it... Uh, so some people to ballyhoo it as such is is off the mark. It's a tool for people who do want to overthrow governments or, sure. or create change. Sure. But it's not isn't he just, the driving medium in and of itself. Isn't he just being petty? Who cares? I don't think he'd be petty. I thought it was an interesting point of view. I don't it's a know. different way of thinking of this Twitter thing instead of just standing in line and saying, yep, it's the Twitter revolution, all right. Well, I do think the point he's making is that social, or maybe he's not making, is that social media it has has a power that connects people in ways we never had before. Yeah, we never had this sort of. Well, that's right. You power. can get you can get things done with a greater swiftness. You can you can you can uh, get a greater aggregate of people involved more instantly. But it it you know they would the American Revolution have have taken place more quickly if we'd had Twitter and Facebook. I don't know. 1776? Probably. I don't know. Probably so. Although you would have gotten quite a few more different viewpoints about it, too. Yeah, you probably would So I would think have. that is the value of this, is that we're not subjected to just one majority or one person who has the money to get the word out. We're, we're now able to hear what everybody has to say. Even the little guy that Even we wish the- would just shut his yap. <laughs> Listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at peculiarpodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.